Wrecked 3.0, episode 14. I uh, got my boy Rangus with me. I uh, appreciate you uh, joining me on this uh, episode. And um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's good to be back. Uh, I'm going to try to get back into weekly episodes um, instead of just like the random vague Facebook posts that we make to our erect page every now and then. Uh, today is Sunday, January 10th, uh, 2021, the year of our Lord. Um, I'm just kidding, I always say that, but uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's um, it's Sunday. We are into 2021. Uh, this this year's already gotten off to a, uh, ah, well, we're in this year. <laughs> we made it through last year. Um, it's here. But uh, the first section that uh, we usually get to is uh, what we're currently playing. So um, I know briefly some of the things that you've been into, but... Uh, what have you uh, been currently playing, Ringus? Uh, for me, mostly uh, lately. Just, oh my god! I accidentally went to your page and it was really loud. Um, uh, mostly Destiny lately because um, I don't know. It's just kind of chill. It's not. I'm not super sweaty at it. It's <laughs> not a game that I have to worry about. Um, you know, being a part of. So, pretty much uh, lately, it's been. I don't want to try hard at video games. I just mm -hmm. want to like kind of hang out and uh, chill with the boys. So Destiny is a game that will let you do that. For well, sure. it, from from my personal opinion, um, I have I've caught a few of your streams, and I was watching you and Dranzer uh, play it. Um, you guys, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, for someone who hasn't really been playing it for like, okay, compared to me, and I haven't been consistent in like over a year, but I was going full ham in that game for like two years um mm -hmm. it seems like you guys go you guys go pretty hard or you guys uh, you guys got some pretty uh pretty high quality play um i'm surprised you guys actually haven't tried the raid yet even though that the raid life and that is just like a whole different that's a whole different ball yeah. game man i think we were actually planning on it it's just hard to get everybody well it's hard to get everybody together a lot of our friends play on console and it's not uh cross play yet and then you know other people are maybe not like quite a high enough light level to play or you know we just can't link up but um, we'd like to do it, but yeah, we don't, I don't really take the game super hard. We, we play Gambit quite a bit, which has some PvP, um, concepts and like we, we win quite a bit. I mean, I would say we do pretty well. I know we got to the high, like legend rank or whatever. I don't keep up with it. I know we got there a couple of times, so, um, it's just fun. Like I said, I just like shooting aliens, man. I don't want to think too hard about it. <laughs> you dunk those moats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> dump, dump, dump the moats. Um, now here's the million dollar question. Uh, if uh, if you had to write it down on paper, what number would you write down uh, as to how much money you've spent on the game? Uh, I've actually spent uh, so uh, actually not a lot. Um, well, a lot, but not a lot, not as much as you might think. So I bought the base Destiny two game on Xbox like in twenty seventeen when it came out. So mm. sixty bucks there. Ended up trading back in and getting like thirty three dollars for it. So I mean, I guess I paid twenty seven dollars for the game. Um, and then I didn't buy any DLC when we went free to play. I'd already switched over to PC at that point. So, um, the base game was free, but I did buy beyond light, which was 39 99. Mm. So what does that equal to $40 plus about 30 bucks? You're looking at a hundred bucks almost. Yeah. Um, because I also bought shadow keep and, um, shadow keep and, Forsaken, which were on sale for eight dollars a piece on Steam. Oh wow! That's yeah, like see, I, 
it's weird that they make you go back and buy those pieces of it. It's yeah. I, I don't understand why they haven't shifted to that. Uh, you know, you you buy Beyond Light and it just like retrofills those others because they're not they're not adding anything new. And for God's sakes, they've mm. sunsetted a lot of crap that I've gotten from those past expansions. Anyways, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you're just paying yeah. for the voice acting, and I guess. <laughs> Well, you also get the, um, I guess with Forsaken, you also get the other supers. Oh, that's right. You have to do those missions to get those. So I didn't have those yet. I only had the base ones, and then I have access to the stasis one, the new one, but I haven't done the quest yet. Uh, um, so, But I, I'm a solar guy, so I kind of wanted the big boy hammer, you know? Sun bros, rise up. That's what's up. Yeah, yep. praise the sun. Mm. <laughs> uh, Drans, you're in here. Thank you. Thank you for stopping by, sir. We we're talking about destiny, so he showed up. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> Speak of the devil when he show up here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm not going to talk about the other two games I've played because uh, I mean I've talked about Terraria so many times uh, on the stream, but this is actually the first episode of the podcast that I've done since July, and um, it's it's sad because uh, I, I I waited for like eight years for cyberpunk to come out and i was like so pumped i was hyping it up uh on our local gaming pages and everything and mm. uh yeah that's that's for the most part i'm i'm actually getting i'm going through my cyberpunk rehab because the game has just been out for over a month a, a month officially today um mm. and i've put 112 hours into it i think i've got like 10 10 achievements left and it's just really like buying all the vehicles and everything else i've completed the story um, that's one of those games that, and I know you were talking about the gameplay, um, I can see your point where the gameplay is not, doesn't seem like it'd be really your thing, um, mm. but I, we talked about Bioware on your, um, on your stream last night, um, Cyberpunk is one of those games where I really loved the, uh, where the, the, interaction between you and your party members or the side players was actually better than the story itself um and i haven't it, it actually kind of brought me back to those old bioware days because in my opinion um mass effect 2 to this day still has one of the best stories in yep. like any rpg like but the character interactions like i went as far as to busting my ass and i did it multiple times to make sure nobody died in that last yeah. do you remember that mission where you yeah, get that no, achievement. Exactly the, one. the reason I remember it is because uh, the, my first playthrough, I lost Morden. And um, I happened to, uh, I guess when I got Mass Effect 3, um, I, I guess that save imported in. So he's just like not in the game. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess Morden's not here. He's dead yeah, was wild. And see, for me, um, I, I loved the hell out of the first Mass Effect. And then Mass Effect 2 really defined a lot of my expectations after that and then I, I think that's where Bioware fell off because um while I do think that I can I can go back and play Mass Effect 3 again it really didn't hit the same for me and I didn't expect it to be as good as Mass Effect 2 but I did not want Freddie Prince Jr. to be a Jersey Shore dude he had the faux hawk and everything he had the neck tattoos yeah. he's like what's up man what's up what's going on and I was like what is this like what what did I step <laughs> into and um they brought him back on with Dragon Age Inquisition, which, to be fair, it was a much better game than Dragon Age 2, which, to me, wasn't really that hard to do. But, I mean, that's another can of worms I can... Uh, I can. I never actually up. finished Mass Effect 3. Same here, same here. And I, I, I... And it wasn't that it was bad, I just... Uh, it didn't 
keep me hanging on. Like um, I'd heard about the ending already and how and what happened by the time I beat the games. I'm not. I'm definitely not a person that goes out and buys a 60 hour RPG and beats it that weekend. Like I'm not one of those people. So I got it a few weeks after it came out. I think maybe a couple months actually because I was. I like Mass Effect 2, but by that time 3 came out, I was just kind of like, yeah, I'll play it whenever. Um, never finished it, but 2, they can, they're can not going to be able to top 2, but we just have to accept that. No, so. and, and I'll, I'll say this, with Mass Effect 3, as much as the, the, the story really let me down, uh, a big part of the story let me down, and I just didn't feel the urge to finish it, but I actually put more time into the multiplayer. Uh, the multiplayer, yeah. it slapped, dude. I, I loved it. And, of course, that was the only reason I still played Andromeda, but then, I mean, people stopped playing that shortly after it came out, and then they announced that they were, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, actually, me and Drawser actually went back and played uh, Mass Effect Andromeda multiplayer, like, I don't know, six months ago or so. Those people on there, very much alive. Yeah, Servers still are still really up, fun. that's crazy. It's still really fun, and they give you a bunch of free stuff now, because no, no one's buying anything. Um, but, yeah, the the... They should have just announced Mass Effect Andromeda as a multiplayer game, and probably would have done a lot better. I mean, yeah, because they uh, they nixed um, all future developments on. Uh, yeah, Jared's was talking about how the multiplayer was sick. Um, they nixed all the future plans for uh, any DLC that they're going to have for the story, and uh, they promised that they were going to do better, and they did do better with Anthem. <laughs> I'm trying to say that with a straight face. Oh, that hurts my heart. But yeah, I, I really, I really hope they can. Uh, I really hope they can come back. Um, I'm hoping they can come back, and I'm hoping that the new Mass Effect game is good. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, dude. I I bought Anthem when it was on sale on Origin for eight dollars, and I will not buy another Bioware game. I will I'll not pre-order another one of their games. I'm definitely going to wait to see what hardcore people say about it that haven't listened I'm to. A, it. I'm definitely interested in. Um... Dragon Age Four and uh, whatever the new Mass Effect t- uh, project's going to be. Not, I'm not necessarily like I'm hyped for them. I'm just interested to see if they're good or bad. You know. Yeah. Well, um. Yeah, and like some of my friends are like, they're they're already ready to throw down money on the Mass Effect trilogy that they're going to have mm-hmm. coming back out with um, what in what for PS Five the new Xbox. Yeah. I'll probably pick it up on PC, but I'm not going to lie to you. Will I play them? Uh, probably not. <laughs> They're like, we have controller support now. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Dranzer uh, yeah, said he, he paid full price for Anthem. Wow. Wow, he put over 100 hours into it. See, here's my problem, and I, I'm not going to stand on the soapbox too much longer, but with Anthem, my problem is you guys are funded. EA put that money in your pockets. It was such a letdown. That that you guys launched and the state that they launched Anthem in in 2019, if they charge anybody for Anthem 2.0, which is essentially them fixing everything, that's that's just going to cause further bad blood. I mean, I'm not saying I, I, what are you supposed to do though. I mean, they need to they need to please their investors and everything. And I'm sure EA is just talking about them like nobody's buying these uh this this multiplayer um or the uh, microtransactions for mm. buying the damn skins that they put out, but. I don't know, man. I will not give them another dollar for them to properly fix the game. And I'm sure a lot of people are saying that about Cyberpunk right now, which um, CDPR, they're not going to charge anybody for you know anything outside of major expansions. I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah. They're but. usually pretty good about that. There's been some bad PR with that game, and I, I know they'll redeem themselves. It's just going to take a little time. And it will probably take free, free updates, uh, free content. 
much like you know No Man's Sky and um, I mean The Witcher. Technically, The Witcher people remember The Witcher as a really good game. They remember it fondly. They still play it, but the launch wasn't that great. They were delayed. That's right. They ended yeah. up putting the uh, they, but they ended up giving you you know a, a really heartfelt thing uh, you know apology slash thank you note in the in the sleeve, and they gave you the soundtrack for free. That's right. The day one edition, and then they released the complete edition like for really cheap pretty early after it was all put out so i think that cyberpunk will bounce back it definitely has yeah. the memes behind it like i know there's a lot of people who are really upset about it but i mean there are more, more people that are okay with it than they're just not saying anything this is the first this is one of the biggest times that i have seen a game that was pretty much developed pc first and the console port suffered from it uh Usually PC gets the 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 yeah. short end of the stick because I'll tell you right now I am a comics person and the atrocity that Batman Arkham Knight released in I could not I could not play it at all and for like nearly a year on PC and everybody's like oh it's running fine man on my PS4 and I'm just like that's just the way she goes boys but uh, yeah. wow yeah. All right, uh, I'll go ahead and segue into the next section, um, upcoming games. Uh, we don't really have a lot of uh, bangers this week coming out, but um, I tried to do console first. There's not really anything notable on um, on Steam. Uh, there's a game coming out called Sum, uh, S-U-M, Slay Uncool Monsters. Uh, so it looks like an interesting little um, RPG that uh, uh, actually I'm kind of a stupid person so it looks like you battle them with math and uh i'm uh <laughs> I've, I've i've got a i've got a decent little uh, background in subnetting math and networking but i can't uh, i i usually don't like doing too much math right off right off uh, the top of my head uh that's coming to switch on the 12th so that's going to be on tuesday uh next we have rhythm fighter which is also coming to switch this is coming on the 14th and uh from everything that I've read about it, uh, they said it's a roguelike horizontal action game that players need to follow the beats to defeat their opponents. Beats to follow for <laughs> beats to follow, fist to the bone, face to the foe, and dance to kill. Um, this game looks okay. It's launching at $16.99. I would say if you guys were a fan of um, if you guys were fans of Cryptid the Necrodancer, maybe check it out. It looks like it's uh, sort of in the same in that same vein. Uh, also on the 14th for Switch as well, uh, Down in Bermuda is coming out. Uh, I support all things indie, and this is uh, this looks like a cute little adventure game. Uh, the screenshots that I'm looking at makes it look like uh, like a cartoon I can't recall. Um, uh, something on Cartoon Network, <laughs> if you will. Uh, that's releasing for $19.99, and uh, a lot of people didn't didn't um, play this game, but I did. I played the hell out of this on my PlayStation 3. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Uh, they're bringing it back. Uh, it was... It reminded me when Little Jeff would play uh, like River City Rampage and Streets of Rage. It's a side-scroller beat-em-up, but you can level up and everything. Um, that's releasing on the 14th for $14.99, and I believe that's coming to Switch, Xbox One, Play, or, well, Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Um, this was one of those games that, uh, let's see, when it first came out, I want to say I was like 20, 21. It was a long time ago, man. And I was stupid because I pre-ordered it on the PlayStation store and 
they said if you pre-ordered it, you got um, you got like a sex bomb shirt, and I was like, awesome. Uh, and they already had my mailing information. So, dude, whenever it came out, I read the fine print. You got a free mm-hmm. shirt in their PlayStation Home app. There was a PlayStation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there was like a PlayStation Home hey, avatar hey, place. You, it was effing horrible, man. Like you had a free T-shirt. For your Xbox avatar. I know, and I wore that. I wore that in PlayStation Home, which was, like, full of, like... It's kind of like VR chat. It's, like, full of, like, mincing pedophiles and freaking, like, weird... Mm-hmm. Weird people that were just, like, screeching at you all the time. And I, I just... Oh, <laughs> got him. Got him. It was yep. too good to be true for fourteen ninety nine. But, yeah, that's coming out. And, uh, yeah. So those are your upcoming games. There's not really a lot that we have. Uh, we're still pretty early into 2021, 20, and um, yeah, we got some heavy hitters coming out. But yeah. I'll go ahead and move over to our next section. And the next section that we have is video game news, uh, and this is a big one for a lot of you ARPG people. Uh, they're announcing that Path of Exile 2 is most likely coming in 2022. Uh, this is sourced from PC Gamer. Um, I gotta ask. Are you a Diablo guy? Did you ever play Path of Exile? Are you looking forward to this? Me? Um, so I didn't actually play Path of Exile. Actually, I did. I take that back. I downloaded the game. Uh, like I was playing on Xbox at the time. I had a buddy who okay. wanted me to play it with him, and um, I didn't. I, I didn't even get past like the first level. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I. I, I really liked. Um, I, I liked Diablo three, but I didn't like. I played like the campaign a couple times or. Or whatever, and I never really got into any of the like competitive or any of the like grindy stuff. Um, it's just a game again, kind of like Destiny for me, where I don't really think too hard about it. I kind of just play through it, and it's usually and I don't want to. I don't really want to challenge myself. What the heck? Back. Oh, what happened? <laughs> oh, you uh, your camera's gone. Oh, that's weird. Okay, I'm so sorry. One second. Let's bring this back. Wow. High quality. It's fine. You just disappeared on me. I, I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. we're doing this now, huh? He's okay. mad at me because I, I didn't want to play... Um, <laughs> he's mad at me because I didn't, want, didn't really want to play Diablo 3. Oh, no. No, no. That's horrible. Um, okay, yeah. One second. Uh, um, yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and talk while I'm pulling this up. But um, No, yeah. I... I um, <clears throat> I was just saying, like, I didn't really get... I played Diablo, but I didn't really get into it. I, a game I did play, and I really wanted to get into, but it, it, it was taken from us far too soon, was uh, Marvel Heroes. Oh, oof. Yeah, now we're talking. And, um, that one was one I really liked. Uh, I it, It's basically Diablo, but in a setting that I'm more familiar with and definitely um, more interested in. Because, you know, I'm a big fan of the Marvel Heroes and stuff like that, so... I don't know. It was... Um, Path of Exile, do I care about number two? I don't know. It depends on if friends play it. If friends play it, then, and they get me to play it. I'm under the impression Path of Exile 1 is free. Right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So if Path of Exile 2 is free, then yeah, maybe. See, I'm pretty sure it will be. Uh, My thing is, I, I wanted to love Path of Exile, but playing Diablo 3 for so many years, um, I thought of the, I thought they had a, a lot of good ideas going for Path of Exile. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, I like that it's free to play. Uh, secondly, right. secondly, I love their support. They've you know they have announced or they, they talked about a long time ago that the only thing that they were charging for was like cosmetic stuff. And to the best mm-hmm. of my knowledge, they've stuck true to that. 
But, and I even love the barter system. So it was like, oh, you want to buy some stuff? Okay, well, we can trade. And I thought that was a really neat concept. But my big hang-up with the game was uh, the combat. Like, it did not feel as fluid as Diablo did. And I, I wasn't expecting some, like, super huge mainstream... I, I've tried coming back to the game multiple times, but it just seems like every time I come back, it's still mainly the same, where the combat felt chunky, it felt clunky, and it... Yeah. If you're looking for a game that plays almost exactly like... And I might be wrong about this, but because I didn't really play Path of Exile a lot, but it reminded me of Neverwinter Nights. Oh, ooh, it's... Like, quite a bit, which is Excellent. not really a Bioware title, actually, going back to, uh, to that, but... Uh, it reminded me of that, but um, I don't know that that sort of genre just feels a little dated. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, I could see that sentiment. For me, anyways, I mean, I think I get that people really like it. There's a reason people still play StarCraft. I mean, they just like RTS games, and there's nothing yes. wrong with it. If it, ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, right? But with that, I felt like Neverwinter Nights was awesome when it came out for sure. I did. I have played it a little bit you know, in recent years and like the last five years or so. And it, I mean, it's what it, it's still good. You know, it, it goes back to Bioware strengths back in the day. I agree. Their, yeah. their character development, their dialogue options, stuff like that story. Bioware um, had, they, they had, they had the CRPG on lockdown. They did, um, uh, God, um, obsidian and exile. Like they, mm-hmm. They they knew how to do things, and I'm a huge D and D guy. Love Neverwinter. Um, I didn't really I, I didn't adopt their MMO, which I'm glad that, yeah, that they're still active. Mm. You know, it, it's it's great. But um, I would say if you liked those, um, and I'm probably not telling you anything you haven't heard already. But um, even in an early access state, Baldur's Gate three kind of slaps, yeah. dude. It's <laughs> well, yeah, it's I was a big good. Dark Alliance fan growing up. Whew, um, yeah. I'll play. Th- I can play through Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance one like right now, like probably with my eyes closed, and still get through the dungeons because I've played it so many times. But I love those games, uh, Champions of Norath, those types of games. Oh man! But not, now we're talking. I definitely like the action aspect of it more than because I have played like uh, Divinity, and I'm not the mm-hmm. biggest fan. It's mm. just a little slow for me. Yeah, I can but, see that. Um, I again, I totally get why people like those games, and I think those that j- genre should remain a thing and be carried by other developers um well well, see that's that's also the thing people think uh, well not you but a lot of people that i've talked to have only really played divinity original sin 2 that's the only one i play yeah and um divinity has been around for a long time like Mm -hmm. it it doesn't really play like the older divinity games um so i would i would recommend if the graphics held up well to check those out um Mm -hmm. but i do I see where you're coming from as far as the um, the pacing. Pacing. Yeah. Uh, I thought that it, that Divinity Original Sin 2 actually had a lot of good ideas going for it. Um, the like my buddy sent me a multiplayer session invite. I joined his game and then he just started like attacking a town and then I was just running hoping that I wouldn't get killed. And he <laughs> was like, he was like, I love this, and I was like. I just want to see what the story, what happens in the story. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm tired of getting my ass kicked every time I jump in mm-hmm. to help you out, bro. But Which is why I liked um, Dark Alliance, because it was fast enough where you could just breeze through it if you wanted to. But also, you could take time to, to specialize your gear or, you know, upgrade your weapons, make sure that you're at peak 
power for the next dungeon and then you go in and get all the secrets and collect everything or you could just run around your underwear with like a wood sword and just beat stuff you know what i mean and that was the the kind of like i could just sit down on my ps2 and play those games and just start a new file and just roll through it if i wanted to or i could really take it seriously and actually get it was multiplayer as well which was super cool hang out with my brother my friend and just sit there and just play through like on a a weekend just play through uh, Baldur's gate so yeah, I don't think I, you can do that on something as slow as the one where you got to meticulously choose your options and you only have so much movement and stuff like that, which is really cool if you're into RPGs. And I, I am in RPGs, but not just as something to do to chill and kind of play with friends. So yeah. I have played Original Sin too, though, and I I haven't played the other ones, I don't think. But, uh, I mean, I get, again, it was pretty fun, but I wouldn't go back and like play it hardcore. Yeah, Baldur's Gate... Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 1 and 2, those were um, those were both on the PlayStation 2, weren't they? And mm-hmm. I don't think that they were on computer. And I feel like that that small vein was like that that was something that they really tapped into at the time. They were just like, holy shit, these people are playing these top-down action RPGs for mm-hmm. console. And like you said, um, even so Baldur's Gate takes place in the D&D universe, and I want to say that Champions of North takes place in the EverQuest universe. And yeah, I believe so. So they, and those were, the Champions of North games, they were also exclusively to PlayStation, because I think mm-hmm. Sony Online Entertainment did publishing for those titles. And uh, then I was a sad boy because I wanted to be different, and my stepdad at the time, all he had was, uh, he had the PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and I was like, you know what, bro? I'm gonna get an Xbox, mm. and I got an Xbox, and I was just like, "Shit, man! I love RPGs. Like, what did I do?" And then there was a Dungeons and Dragons Heroes game that came out for it, and it really wasn't that great, but yeah, it I tried its best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, I I just I just took a stroll stroll down memory lane, man. Yeah. That's, uh... I was gonna say, if you think about it, it all just comes back to Gauntlet, which I was a fan of. Oh jeez, um... yeah. And it was always really familiar to me, those types of games where it's like, oh, I'm going to be this dude. I'm going to be the the hunter or, like, the archer or whatever. I'm going to be the wizard. I'm going to be the the strong guy with the sword. Like, it all kind of just, like, um, it felt like Gauntlet to me. And what, obviously with upgraded graphics and they kind of put their own spin on it. And, it you know, it takes place in these different universes that were already kind of fleshed out. So, but, yeah, those games are super fun. I would really like to see a Dark Alliance 3 if they do yeah. well with Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, there actually is a new Dark Alliance game coming out. Um, oh, is there? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think but I saw something about that, yeah. It, the, the trailer that they shot on it was like, it looked like they, they taped a shitty GoPro to like, I don't I have no idea why they decided to do that trailer. Um, but it takes place in the, um, as far as the Dungeons and Dragons un- universe goes, there's a dark elf named Drist. And, um, yeah, yeah, you can get him with the cheat code from Dark Alliance. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yeah, well, yeah. this this takes place in that universe, and it's like all. Mm-hmm. But see, the, the sad thing is, I think this is actually going to end up being a just like a full on like action game. So sad. But I mean, if it brings people back into the universe, um, one more question before before we shift over to the um, the next article. Um, did you ever play? So Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance takes place in the Dungeons and Dragons universe, and like I said, there was a lot of games that tapped into that formula. Uh, pen and paper games translating into action RPGs. There is one that Interplay did based in the Vampire, The Masquerade, Werewolf, The Apocalypse. This game was called Hunter the Reckoning. Did you ever play yeah, that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know about it. I didn't. I don't really remember playing it like growing up or anything, or even when mm-hmm. I, when it first came out. Um, 
I uh, I I know of it now because of my job, you know. And I'm <laughs> game oh, that's right. Yeah, I pretty much I know the titles and stuff, and I, and I can tell you what the cover looks like. It's like a dude with like looks like a western almost, but like yep. more like you know medieval style. That's right. And um, it's really I mean it's still a really popular game. People still look for it and buy it all the time. I've just never actually I don't have really much experience with it. That's wild. But I might check it out if it's like that. And now we're talking about uh we're so we're talking about um action action RPG games. I uh, hate to tell you guys, um, Outriders, which is being developed by People Can Fly, I believe, and let me let me make sure I'm not being really stupid here. But so it's a third-person action adventure game. It's supposed to be like an action RPG, kind of like in the same grind and vein as Destiny, but um, it's okay. Yeah, so People Can Fly is developing it. Same people that did Bulletstorm. Um, Square Enix is publishing it. They are using Unreal Engine 4. This is kind of making me sad because I have a feeling this is going to be, with with the engine that they're using, it's going to be an Epic Game Store exclusive, so I may just wait to get a discount. It uh, doesn't matter anyways because uh, they did announce on Twitter that uh, the original release date, which it was supposed to be sometime in February, they are pushing this back to the 1st of April. So, um, you know... Uh, like I said, I've been talking the hell out of some cyberpunk, so <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock anybody for uh, mm-hmm. for having to delay. Um, <clears throat> next up, uh, Nicholas and Ed McMillan announced that uh, the Binding of Isaac, their last piece of DLC for their Rebirth game, the Binding of Isaac Repentance, they released a trailer, and the release date is gonna be March 31st, which kind of hits me a little hard because when they we're talking about this. This has been in development so long that they said it was going to be within the uh, within the the first third or the first quarter of uh, 2021, and it's like right at the very freaking end. So, so I don't even know if this is going to happen, but we do know that it is planning to come out this year. Um. Next on our list, uh, WCCF Tech, they're reporting that uh, a lot of people have been trying to fix Cyberpunk 2077, um, and they've done a really great job, but they said that there are new mod expansions that are supposed to help with the hacking. So what this is going to do, it this mod introduces the ability to, um, you can open up car doors from a distance, you can open up some doors that you normally can't open uh, per your... If you don't have like a high enough technical ability or something, you can't open them at all. And there was a lot of places that I couldn't get into. So it sounds a tad bit cheesy, but mm-hmm. with me already playing everything in the game, I might actually give this a shot. Yeah. I mean, like I said, where I was saying earlier, like they're going to for sure be putting out new stuff, keeping the game fresh, giving people who are currently playing it and putting up with all of this, you know, bugs and stuff like that. Um, something to look forward to after they've, you know, I know you've already played through the game, what, twice? I've played through the game, I played through the game once, but I have, like, so whenever you beat the game, you can load up your ending, or you load up your save file from, like, right before you do the final mission, so I have done that, done the side stuff, and then, I beat, I beat the game around the, um, 80 hour mark. And all of my time since then was like wrapping up, wrapping up the optional stuff. Yeah, just... um, okay. But one one thing I will say that I do like about 
how they structured this was they encourage you to try to experience the the other endings, and they're not making you play through the whole game again. But anytime you complete the game and you get a new ending, um, you get items specific to whatever character you are with. Uh, so it's like, oh, this person's special gun, or like you know. So it kind of incentivizes you to, uh, hey, well, you know, I've always wanted this gun, or you know, check out this car that I'm I'm getting after I beat the game. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I really didn't want to put this article in here just because, you know, I don't like getting that way, but I feel like with it being Twitch, uh, kind of talk about it. Um, sourcing from Attack of the Fanboy, uh, Twitch removes PogChamp emote from its site. Now, I didn't know the details about this, and I read the article, and I've read a few articles about this. Uh, whew, I, I didn't know who the original Poggers guy was, and mm-hmm. it... Uh, I, I I don't know. Has has Twitch been the same for you ever since that emote got removed? Um, you know, I think it's a. Uh... Well, I don't, I'm going to start by saying I don't really know the full extent of what the guy is being accused of. Um, yeah. I don't know. The, I know who the guy is. Um, I've seen the original video where that facial expression came from, but mm-hmm. more importantly, the the emote itself is is pretty iconic for the Twitch community. I mean, you know, it's all over the place. You you see it. You know, I mean, you can. It's one of the first ones that pops up whenever you, you use Twitch. So um, I personally think that this is just Twitch or Amazon, um, you know, doing what everybody else is doing right now, uh, cleansing themselves. Damage of control. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, while I think that, that they're totally in their right to do that. Right. Um, I think it, it's going to, they're going to look silly, I think, after this is all said and done. Um, that's why I think a lot of these companies are going to, are going to be looking like, um, and not not because I disagree with him, but because I think it's one of those things where, um, in a few years we look back and like, man, remember when, you know, Twitch removed PogChamp? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I don't really think it's it, they're not saving any lives by doing that. Um, they're certainly not making any friends by doing that. And I don't think people are actually, if you're actually passionate about Twitch emote being removed. I think you like that emote a little too much. Uh, that's true. Any sane person <laughs> should, but it's really not about the emote at this point. It's all politics. It is, and so um, that's what it boils down to, I think. And that's why they're banning people on Twitter. That's why they're Amazon is removing the entire. They're they're unhosting Parler's website. Yeah, I don't know if you know Parler's basically. Oh yeah, boom, boomer Twitter, and they don't <laughs> like Twitter. it, so they're getting rid of it. And so oh um, shit. They just banned the most famous person on Parlor from their site. So I think they know what's going to happen. They're going to have a little competition there. So, um... Yeah, uh... Okay, so Dranzer had... He said, it's still there, it's just a rotating face now. He said mm-hmm. he posted some stuff on Twitter that was not okay. Um, I agree. Right. I I agree with that. Um, me, me personally, um, I... I, uh... I, I was in the military, and back then I was, like, hardcore Republican when I got out. I was like a uh, hardcore Democrat, and now I'm more mm-hmm. of a centrist. I don't I don't watch the news anymore because it just it got to a point where I was just getting pissed off every night. So I just I don't I pay my taxes, I go to work, and I just try to not be a shitty person to anybody I encounter. So I'm trying to do my part that way. Um, but after I, I'm I'm reading into the article right now, um, the gentleman who the pog the pogger's face is based off of uh, he goes his handle is Gutex. His name is Ryan Gutierrez. I probably fucked that name up. I don't. I don't know. How, 
Gutierrez? Is, is, is that how that you would pronounce right. that? Um, so he had tweeted out uh, with, I mean, if unless you have been under a physical, like physically been under a rock <laughs> and not had your phone, uh, last week uh, Capitol Hill got stormed. Um, he had tweeted some things uh, supporting them doing that. So, yeah, I can kind of see why they removed it now. Um, Again, it's all, it's all, I, I, I believe personally, um, just getting out ahead of the bad PR. Yeah. Oh, of course. You know, Twitter, as soon as the dude tweeted, I'm sure people already drumming away at their keyboard, trying to blame Twitter for having this man's face on their chats. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, and just making them, you know, feel like they're garbage because they are associated at all with this man who just tweeted his opinion, whether it good or bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and again, I haven't read the tweet, so I can't defend it. I don't know how how brutally vulgar he was about it, or if he was just like I, I don't know. I don't really care. But regardless, I think that Twitch just got rid of it out of pure like we don't want to be associated with this at all. Of course. So and, and in doing so, became associated with it. So it's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of situation. Yeah, I mean, at at face value, the. It was, I mean, the the emo the emote's been there for a while, but I'll say the whole the whole Poggers wave really started over the last few months, like really kicking mm, yeah. into full gear. So um, maybe his timing was just bad about that because you know people that like the dude from Giant Bomb, the the white guy that had the meme where he was just like yeah, blinking yeah. and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, like he didn't do anything. Like he didn't do anything. Uh, to get that removed from everywhere. I mean, it's a meme, though, but um, yeah. as far as I know, he kind of embraced it. But, uh, man, if I ever got turned into a meme, um, I'm talking to a, an accountant. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, I'm looking into branding, man. I mean, now, there are two sides to that. Um, you could be someone like, um, I mean, I've, I've been a part of the Internet for a while. I mean, I don't want to be a bad luck Brian. Like, right, right. <laughs> that Even that dude embraced it. You know, he yeah. didn't capitalize off it, per se, but he embraced it. And, um, you know, you got someone like Rick Astley who has reinvigorated his career um, because he became a meme. And, and even more recently, especially like the last year or so, has really embraced it, doing AMAs on uh, on Reddit and doing covers of songs on YouTube and stuff. I think he's really understanding that uh, being a meme isn't always being made fun of. You right. Know, a lot of nobody's making fun of Rick Astley. They're just sending you a song and like, oh, you thought it was this, but it was freaking Rick Astley. Never gonna give you up video. Isn't my, that funny? <laughs> it's my, not really making fun of him. My favorite thing on Reddit was uh Rick Astley last year he posted like an old set photograph <laughs> that he had for yeah. this music video. And it it wasn't clear really off the bat like that it was him, but like the first comment on there was just like, um, like, Oh my god, I love your music. Um yeah. my favorite uh I met you backstage like on this day and I uh, this was like my favorite photo of you, and that he verified that he got fucking rickrolled, and yeah, he, he was just like, when he got me," <laughs> and everyone was just yeah. like, "Got him!" And I was like, "Dude, that's fantastic!" Yeah, that guy was like a legend on Reddit for like a solid week. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, but yeah, that's uh, whew, man, yeah, that uh, that's rough. Um, next up, uh, again, I'm I'm a big indie guy, so um, slay the spire will be slay the spire will be turning into a board game. The Kickstarter is coming this spring. Um, are you familiar with that game? Uh, yeah, I'm familiar with the game. I don't think I've played it, though. I 
I've Those played it. A lot of games I have not played. It's a um, it's a roguelike game, but um, I'm very picky when it comes to my roguelikes, especially this one, which it's an excellent roguelike game, but it's a deck builder. And mm-hmm. me, unless I have educated myself fully, I feel like I am inherently bad at deck building. Like, oh my god, you know, this isn't this isn't ideal. Like, this isn't, like, an optimum. But um, I have put some time in this Slay the Spire, and I do like it. But that is supposed to be coming this spring. And um, I actually, I kickstarted, I usually don't do this anymore, but I kickstarted Darkest Dungeon has a board game that they have coming out. And, bro, it looks dope. It looks really good. And I'm pretty pumped for that. Um, And you were talking about games that you were playing uh, back when you were um, younger, when I was a kid, um, I would, like, when my uncles would watch me, they had, like, a Sega CD. So mm-hmm. I would wait till they went to sleep, and they had these, like, really raunchy FMV games. Well, mm-hmm. there's they're, they're reviving one. It's called Ground Zero Texas. This is the nuclear okay. edition. Sorry for my voice breaking. I'm still going through puberty again. But mm-hmm. they, uh, this is supposed to launch on March the 2nd, and the trailer's there. I won't play it right now because I don't want to, you know, ear-rape anybody, but, um, yeah. Um, I was getting a limited run games released, too. Yes, yeah. So, so if you're interested at all, you want to pick that up now. <laughs> okay, I, I'm going to say this. I'd say it's probably safe to go ahead, to go ahead and assume that this is going to be a limited run. I have... Oh, yeah, it is. It says it on the link. I, well, I've I've had some I've, I've had some people you know come at me like one of the guys that I work with he went out and he bought ten copies of the um, Super Mario 3D All Stars because yeah. he's like he's like dude trust me this time next year this is going to yeah. be gold and I'm like bro I still yeah. see that on shelves <laughs> he's like bro. oh don't worry man after the spring you're you know your cousin's going to want this and he's going to give me a hundred dollars for it and I'm like I don't think that's I don't think that's what's going to happen, but as a matter of no, fact, I think they said it was only supposed to be limited digitally, right? Yeah, no, it's limited. It's going to be it's a limited release, but what they mean by that is like they're they're going to be releasing it for a limited time, not a limited quantity. So, <laughs> right. for instance, Limited Run Games is a third party company that produces oh oh, oh right right okay of games, but they are actually limited. They only like every limited run game. That if you see it now, and they they no longer sell on their website, uh, right. which is like a couple of weeks or a month or something, they're usually double the price, or if not, they're still full price, even a used mm-hmm. copy. Um, some of them are nuts, like that. They re- recently, like I guess a year ago or so now, they did like Star Wars games, like Shadows of the Empire on sixty four, but like they gave you like a box and everything, and they reproduced the cart, and it was kind of nuts. And so, um. They'll do stuff like that, and um, some of that stuff for collectors is kind of big because it is limited. But most people nowadays kind of know to catch on to grab it if they see it. Um, but with the Mario thing, it's not necessarily a limited quantity of the games, and you can still get it digitally until they stop, which is like in March, I think. They said they're gonna they're gonna take it off the eShop as well. That's but right. it, dude, you have ample time to get it. It's not flying <laughs> off the shelves, you know. Right. Um, and it's and it's kind of the same thing because it's almost like a boy who cried wolf scenario, mm. um, but like reversed because Nintendo usually when they say something, I guess when they say something is limited, everybody jumps the gun because like they've had things that they promised were going to be easy to get 
that were not like amiibos, switches, Oof. Um, and then you have stuff like Nintendo Labo, which nobody bought. So you don't have you have this like weird Nintendo like it could be super hard to get like the NES classics, or it could be fairly easy to get like the Super NES classics. That's so you true. never really know with Nintendo, and they do it on purpose because they know if you think that you're only going to be able to get Mario 3D All Stars for a limited time, and it's going to be hard to find, it's going to be scalped on eBay, and then you get people like your buddy who buys ten copies, like you know. <laughs> so um, he dipped into a savings account. I was like, dude, did you? He got <laughs> had by Nintendo <laughs> big time. Um, because you know the the fact of the matter is, if you can go out and just buy ten copies or something, it was never hard to get to begin with. That's, I don't care how quick oof, you are. Yeah, that's true. Try to buy ten PS fives right now. You can't do it. Uh huh. Can't even barely get one. I really like how you guys are handling things, and you guys are the only the only place that I'm going to uh, buy a PlayStation Five through. Um, hopefully, after tax season, things begin to normalize. But you know, I'm part of the. We're I'm not going to give our location away, but we do live mm-hmm. in Georgia. And we're pretty. We pretty much live in Florida, and uh, the 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 local pages around here are just the absolute worst. Like, hey guys, you know, I got a PS5 digital here for nine hundred dollars, and someone's yep. like, you know, one of these boys. Where we we live in a military area, you know, guy just got yeah. out of, uh, you know, he got out of basic training. He's like, all right, yep. <laughs> let me go ahead yep. and you know just eat ramen for the next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, actually, I, I wanted to apologize, man. I, I drank my stupid juice this morning. Um, when I heard the term limited run, I didn't realize no, that, no, that that was an actual company. And I have looked at some of their things before. Um, yeah, they actually do some some really interesting packages. Um, yeah, they have some really cool stuff. And I don't think it was them, but before before the physical copy came to Best Buy, um, they or another company did the same treatment for like Spelunky and um, uh, Stardew Valley. And it was a really beautiful package too. I think it was like 60 bucks and you got like so many like cool goodies and stuff. Again, I don't want to, I don't want to launch into some like big discussion like that, but it kind of makes me sad that you have a company like that, that has to go the extra mile to offer. I mean, bro, we don't even get, we don't even get instruction manuals anymore. And instruction yeah. manuals used to come with, like, the old Sega Genesis games I used to get. They used to come with, like, a full strategy guide, like, in the, at the back of the manual. It's it's insane just mm-hmm. just how much they're, safe, they're saving on packaging nowadays. Let, I was going to let you know, actually. I just looked at their website, and they actually got pre-orders up for Scott Pilgrim physical copy for $35. Oh, let's get it. Let's get it. Do I get a t-shirt with that? Only, yeah, I'll send it. You want Switch, or you want to... Uh, either or at this point. Oh, if, if it's yeah, a- I mean, it's available. I mean, for sure. Just go to their websites on the front page. Okay. Yeah, oh they, shoot, they, they change out stuff like every every week. Like they always got some cool stuff. So it's definitely a cool website. And um, if you're interested at all in any of their, they even still make Vita games. So that's oh, kind of cool. You're hitting a sensitive spot for me, man. That's <laughs> I, I'm, I feel bad because I love my Switch, but the Vita was one of the best handhelds like in recent mm-hmm. memory for me. I, I enjoyed my 3DS, but I had the original OLED model, and dude, that was probably one of the best handheld systems. That was the Vita was basically my portable indie machine, and uh, I won't I won't open this can of worms, but I do currently have one that. Uh, 
it's it's modified and um mm-hmm. it's it it's it still slaps i mean i still take it occasionally when i have to use the bathroom and um mm-hmm. it's it, it to me it's a shame because you know if we're going to talk about the Vita, I feel like I have to talk about Sony, and I feel like I have to say that Sony Sony supports they support their peripherals to an extent. Um, case in point, um, I was an idiot, and I bought the PlayStation 3 eye camera and the Move controllers. Mm-hmm. And my sister at the time, I bought her like the Move Pets thing. She had there was like a little monkey that she like played with, and I mean, the Move controllers now, they utilize it with PSVR, but how many PSVR games are there? And I think they... Didn't they say that the old PSVR wouldn't work with the PlayStation 5 units? No, it will. It's just not going to be as good. Which is fair. I mean, (laughs) if you bought bought a PS4 VR, which I don't... It doesn't feel like a ton of people did, but enough people for that. See, Sony's problem is that they don't believe they should support their peripherals or their other consoles unless people buy them which means right. they're not going to put out first party support first party titles for it so with what happened with the vita is they sony says buy our vita and we say as the consumer make games for it and then they say we're not going to make games for it until you buy the console and then we say well, we're not going to buy the console until you make games and then they just give up and stop making games and then you've got people who did buy a Vita who are like really bummed because all the games that are on it, like a lot of the JRPGs and stuff, are really good. And, That's right. And then Sony's like, well, not enough people want the Vita. So, and I was afraid they were going to do that with the VR, where it's like, give up on VR. Nobody's playing the VR. And it's like, well, nobody's playing the VR because you haven't barely put out any games for it. Right. Like, you got you to gotta sell me the system. I'm not going to buy it on faith like that you're going to put good games out, you know? So, especially at like, it was $500 at, at first. If you bought Get out anything, of here. Yeah, you had to buy the PlayStation Move controllers if you didn't already have them. If you did have the PS3 ones, they still took a mini charge, which a lot of people at that point had graduated to micro USB with the Ooh. PS4. And then the batteries weren't quite as good as the new ones they released, which were $100 for two of them for the set. So you're looking at a $400 VR, a $60 camera, because you can't use the PS3 camera, you had to buy a new one, and then $100 for the for the uh, motion controls, so you're looking at without a game, you're looking at a four hundred or three hundred dollar PS4 and a five hundred dollar VR setup. I'll just buy a freaking Oculus at that point, and I'll have like all Same. Steam VR. Yeah. The- so and they didn't really, and it's gone down since then. I think it's a good buy now if you're looking to get into VR and you don't want to get a Quest or a Oculus if you don't have a PC, you know. So, but my, it's just, I'm afraid this new one is supposed to be better. So, so my my buddy, um, he uh, he streams to like Facebook gaming, and mm-hmm. I I will never buy an Oculus because of just, how, and I will never stream to Facebook gaming because I stopped doing promotions for our podcast channel because um, I get you know, and I know we're just talking about poggers and everything like that. Like I said. I'm not a horrible person online, but there are some things that there was like a word or something I made. Like I said, uh, uh, okay, uh, my last ban, um, I was just, uh, I was just joking, and it was like a friendly exchange with uh, one of my friends, and mm-hmm. uh, I called him a hoe online, mm-hmm. and I got banned for a week. So That's when so it, crazy, to yeah, me. yeah, I got, and I was auto flagged too because I immediately got banned. And when Facebook does that. 
any page that I manage, I can't post or look at that either. And mm -hmm. if I'm a streamer, I ain't doing that, man. Like, that's, yeah. that's just... And so here's the problem I'm going to circle back to. A few of my friends, actually a few of my coworkers, uh, they have younger kids and they want to monitor what they're, you know, what they're playing and everything, which I fully support. Um, mm -hmm. So they, they bought two different, um, two different Oculus units. Well, their kids are too young to have a Facebook account, so they linked mm -hmm. them to the same Facebook account. And they're, from what I understand, there may be some, I don't know if it's fixed yet, but it wasn't fixed as of like the end of last year. Their, um, their Oculus was basically unusable because yeah. they weren't supposed to be linking more than like one Oculus to their Facebook account. I'm just like, see, this is, this is, this, yeah. this is the area that it's, it's getting dicey when you bring like these big companies into games, uh, games yeah. like for instance, um, I'm not going to say it's a horrible game now, but, um, I'll use a couple of good examples. Um, Terraria, mm -hmm. um, Stardew Valley. So Stardew Valley is an amazing indie game. I love it. You've played mm -hmm. it. It's great. Mm -hmm. It was originally developed by one guy. He poured his heart and soul into it. He now has a pretty decent team. And I'm not saying that any additional piece of content that they release needs to be free, but all mm -hmm. the updates that they released have been free. Okay. Now, I started playing Minecraft in like 2012. Microsoft mm -hmm. has bought it over, and it's kind of sickening to me like the level of if you look at the ecosystem and their their coin shops and everything yep. it's just like it's it kind of makes me feel dirty i'm like bro this game's like it's not 14.99 yeah. it's like a 30 dollar game and yeah. it is like a microtransaction hell like yep. if you if you play on pc you can freely switch your skin thank goodness at this point but if you're on console or something like that if i got like you know we have a five-year-old at the house for like a power ranger yeah, it's like if they want, yeah. and they're not the first company to do that, but it pretty much, it, it soured Minecraft in my eyes, and I mean, in the console landscape, I'll go ahead and say it, we'll talk about Bethesda. Uh, Bethesda mm -hmm. tried to push their content creators club onto the Steam marketplace, and they shut that shit down real quick. Like, mm -hmm. Steam, like, PC users are like, bro, you know, we have mods and everything like that, and part of me feels bad because I want content creators, like, if like, Rangus, if, if you spent, like, a whole week developing this, you you personally, like, art, articulately, like, made this whole Minecraft story map, and you made these, like, custom skins and animals and everything like that, if you're if you're making, like, two ninety nine on mm -hmm. the downloads with that, I, I want to support that. Right, but at right. the same time, I don't know, man, PC's just such a dicey place to, to yeah. try and make that argument with, but... Oh. Well, you know, I think there are ways to, there are people who, there are developers, I guess, who will reward members of their community who do things like that. And there's certain developers that will do it better than others. Like, for instance, we were talking about Ark today, and Ooh, um, yeah. there was this mod which was created by a community member, by a, a player of the game, and it was called Primitive Plus, and the dude made all these texture packs, and he created all these new items, and he made basically, like, because there's Primitive and there was Tech, which Tech was like rocket launchers, and eventually you could get like armor suits and crap like that but primitive was the furthest you could go in terms of technology was like a crossbow everything else was based on your dinosaurs and how good you were at pvp you know you couldn't you had to shoot somebody or stab somebody first you couldn't just blow them up with c4 um and so i really like primitive and then primitive plus came along and they added like a new like step up in terms of like uh, they had like brick structures which is really cool and they added like you could like um 
tan your own leather and hmm. stuff like that. And they add all these cool new recipes and stuff and like really cool stuff just for kind of like quality of life updates that I think were much needed in the base game. And um and, and Arc eventually released that as an official mod. And uh, hmm. I don't know if they paid the guy for it. I hope they did. But then they decided to just like not put out enough servers and then they didn't ever update it. They didn't fix the stuff that they had broken when they when they imported it to the game. They didn't really support it anymore. What they should have done was hire that guy on full time and had him run Primitive Plus. But I can uh, see that they didn't. But then you have Minecraft, and Minecraft has done a great job like highlighting a lot of their community mods and stuff like that. And but then again, on the flip side, you know, there's a reason that Microsoft stays rich That's because true. they do. They and and let's be honest, and this makes it even more disgusting in a way. A lot of kids play Minecraft. And so what do kids typically... And why do you think Fortnite is, is so big right now? Why do you think Epic Games is making a bank? Because people want the... They don't, kids don't want to use the default dance. It's lame. Sweet V-Bucks, baby. They want the skin. Yeah, they, I mean, dude, the amount of people... The amount of kids that ask for V-Bucks for Christmas is probably... Gosh, more than the kids asked for Buzz Lightyear when I was growing up. I mean, yeah. It's, it's nuts. But, I mean, that's how they make their money. And I, I say more power to them because me, if I wanted to play Minecraft or if I want to play um, Fortnite, I can, I can... I'm free to access every part of the game and if uh -huh. i want to not look like a default scrub then i can spend five dollars or ten dollars or whatever on a battle pass and or, or on v bucks and get some cool looking skins but me personally i'm not invested in that game nor am i really invested in minecraft to buy skins for it i have bought minecraft skins i bought the power ranger skins i did too i, the <laughs> I was talking like, all the like shit but yeah i did I mean, the thing is, like, I have had Minecraft for like ever, dude. Like yeah. since it came out on 360, I didn't, I didn't adopt it on PC because I wasn't playing on PC when it came out. But as soon as it hit um, 360, I had heard about Minecraft. I'm like, man, this game looks lame. Right. And then there I am, like three hours later, trying to figure out how to finish my house. Um, yeah. It's a super fun game, and I think they should. I mean, my, uh, I think um, they paid a pretty penny for that, and you can tell they're most assuredly making that money back just because all the merchandise that the original like notch and and the small team that created the game didn't have the resources really to do that's true so or, or know, to be able to put out able to, to and microsoft saw the potential in minecraft and how popular it was and decided let's drop four billion dollars or however much they gave him for it and let's capitalize on it and minecraft's still huge and p and, and i guess i don't i can't really speak for people who are like og minecraft players who like played vanilla minecraft alpha or whatever right here um yeah i i can't really speak for you when i say that like they've kept the spirit of the game but i think there is really possible for you even with all the updates that added for you to go in and play minecraft and still enjoy it that's true yeah i'll even say though they've added a lot of crap to it you know i'll say with the development that they have now with the team that they probably have now the content updates are coming way more frequently than they did when i first started playing it um, right. I think that's a positive. Um, I'll say the spirit is also there for the most part. Um, one of the biggest things that I've seen in Minecraft, and I'm not going to make this too long because you got to get on to your other podcast, and I appreciate you stopping mm -hmm. by here, is um, Minecraft was the beginning of my major love story with survival games. And I'll mm -hmm. say it in the way that when I first played Minecraft, that was my first big experience that I had no idea what to do. I did not have a lot of friends that played it, and I had to go, I wiki dove. I dove into all yeah. the wikis, like forums, people recommend it, and they're just like, oh. So then I realized, oh, okay, well, this is the recipe I need, and you don't really have to do that anymore. Like, they have 
recipes, like quick recipes out there in the crafting where it's just like, I don't, I don't need to have to, I don't have to mm -hmm. put two sticks right here and then these two planks right here to create this item. You um, just have to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'll say though, for the most part, the spirit, the, the spirit is kind of there. It's just, it was, it was kind of shocking. Um, but yeah, um, speaking of uh, battle passes, uh, I bought the battle pass to Apex Legends, so I've played that game. I've done that three for two, three seasons. So. Okay, I, I played the <laughs> tutorial, so I haven't had friends to really roll with in that game. So if you guys ever start playing that again, uh, oh, absolutely. I, need to get... <laughs> I, I um, I, it, I'll play with you for two reasons: one, because you know I, I like playing games with you, and secondly, because I really need somebody to bring down the average um, player skill base on my casual games. No, oh, if I play with you, who's I'm like here. One, I'm here. Uh, I can, I can do it, man. Uh, but see, I, the, the thing is, it doesn't matter if we play that for a month. I'm always going to be that factor. So, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I'm I still suck, but I'm like level 150 or something like that. And oh, thank you, Dranzer. Get smacked. He said he'll play with so, us. Um, yeah, and, and Dranzer will probably bring that average back up, and I'll get smacked again. So, my dude, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. We'll play with you for sure. That's cool. Um, I yeah, I, well, I normally do like an indie spotlight, but I'm I'm going to go ahead and end this uh, right here. We'll we'll go ahead and I'll save that indie spotlight for next week. Um, Ringus, I appreciate you stopping by, sir. I know you got another podcast that you're supposed to hit up here in a few minutes. Um, I'd like to talk to you sometime after that. Like, if you guys ever have like an open spot in the future, um, I can usually bring some good discussion to the table. I'd like to like to join you guys. Um, sure. you know, maybe next week if you guys aren't too busy or something. Um, I appreciate you stopping by, sir. Uh, were there any uh, final words that uh, you wanted to go ahead and say? No, I'm just glad the uh, Erect podcast is coming back. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I'm glad to be back too. Uh, my buddy Andy and I we started it. Um... Oh, oh, excellent. <laughs> Dranzer just said they're uh, you guys are thinking of guests. Uh, yeah, I'd love to uh, stop by and uh, um, just talk with you guys about a few things. Um, as always, guys, uh, hit us up at erectpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we are also erect at erect podcast on Twitter. We have our own subreddit, but it's got like four people on it, so I haven't touched that in like a year and a half. Um, and uh, we also have our blog, which is um, oh geez, I'm gonna I, I'm I'm not gonna waste any time on it right now. I'll, I'll get the blog out there next week. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, clip this and start uh, dicing up the audio, add our intros, outros to this. Uh, appreciate you stopping by, and uh, yeah, I'd like to talk to you guys on your podcast too. Sure, cool. Uh, all right, so until next time, guys, uh, I'm going to try to uh, get my notes done and ready again for next week, and I'll just stick to a regular schedule. So uh, until next week, uh, stay erect. <laughs> All nice. right. Thanks, guys.